One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The, the Insecure finale was low-key. I kind of feel like... Low-key, I kind of feel like I expected it. I kind of feel like, like, I mean, outside of the whole Amanda Seals line with the postpartum, like, I could have, I don't want to say I could have done without it because I understand that it was building up to be, but I feel like the way, I feel like, you know, when you, when you throw the ball real, real hard, but you miss, I feel like that's what they did with that line, with, with, with the storyline of the postpartum. I feel like it was touched upon just because to put it out there, but not to actually develop. Right. But the thing is, if you're going to spend most of the episode looking for her because she disappeared due to her postpartum, then you should hit that harder. You find her in the hotel. She just sat. That's it. Nah, she got to go through some shit. The way that Amanda Seals tried to portray, portray it is the idea was not to show postpartum while acting for the back of her like not have it be this big gargantuan blow up where she lost her damn mind, but show it could also be quiet the way it is. And that's fine. But do that shit in episode four. <laughs> I just wish they chopped it up more so that at least you could also put more of Kelly in there and what their relationship is. Like episode like the last episode, the season finale, I want to feel something. I don't want to wait to the last five minutes of a fucking show that I've been following for X amount of years to see what the hell's going to happen with these two. And you're going to give me a whole 30 minutes of y'all looking for Amanda just for her to be, I'm sorry. Nah, bitch, where's the mark? You got to be hurt somewhere. <laughs> Something has to have happened. Like, I, they could have did that part, her doing all that shit. They could have... Episode one, two, three, four. Boom. Her storyline knocked out the way. She fine now. She went seek counseling. All right, cool. Save the season finale for something juicy, something better. You know what I'm saying? I just they they they, they threw the ball too hard and missed. I was very I'm not gonna say I was very disappointed because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, the parts that outside of them searching for Amanda who was just taking a shower. <laughs> I enjoyed, you know, the rest of it, but again, the storyline I felt like I could, I could, I could call that. I was able to call that. So you didn't have any kind of postpartum or nothing like that after AJ? No, oh. I mean, I had feelings like I, I, I was going through things. Um, I had an emotional pregnancy when I was pregnant with AJ. Physically, I was fine, but when. Afterward, it was just like, nah, I, it wasn't postpartum. Like, I mean, there were times when people would try to, like, 
throw that at me, like try to just say that oh, yeah, I'm one of these. You know how shit be. I know. I well, yeah, people would try to like throw that at me, like, oh, um, yeah, you just it's, it's postpartum because they had seen someone else go through something that looked like postpartum that you know we all had known, and I'm like, mm, yeah, nah. I'm, I don't think I don't think I have postpartum. I think that everybody around me is just being a dick. I just think that everybody around me needs to treat me better, and then I won't feel like shit. And so, and I, it wasn't a postpartum to me. It wasn't postpartum. I didn't feel like it was postpartum. I had feelings. I, I still had those heightened, you know, emotions and all that shit from my box being out of whack and shit. But other than that, no, nah, I was just, I ain't have no quarrels. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't have a hard pregnant. I mean, I didn't have a hard, you know, AJ wasn't a hard baby. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm never getting sleep. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, girl, I'm putting you down at 8. I know you're going to wake up at 12. I'm going to feed you. You're going to sleep again till 5. And then I'm going to get up, get myself ready for work, drop you off. Like, that, I didn't have, you know, that's why people say, like, oh, it's so hard being a parent. I mean, yeah, there are aspects that are hard, but I do believe that it's truly just as hard as you think it's going to be. So if you walk into a situation preparing your table for a nasty meal, well, what makes you think you're going to enjoy it? Plus, you have her seemingly trained since she was a baby with what you're talking about. It's, bruh. Huh. Huh. Train, yes. And I'm I'm not talking like that schedule that I just gave you. That wasn't like after months. That was like maybe the third week of being home. Yeah, she like the doctor, everything that the doctor had, you know, her pediatrician has said, oh, at the four week mark, she's going to be real, real fussy for no reason because her body's getting adjusted to being out. And, you know, you're going to go crazy with it. I, I never experienced none of that shit. It's really just as for me. And how I maneuver in life is going to be as hard as you think it's going to be. And I just was like, I'm looked at her just like how I look at her now. Look, I'm not dealing with your shit. (laughs) You heard me? And that was it. One thing that I used to do that was like funny as hell but weird was like if she started like throwing a fit or like, you know, um, crying loud or something. I'd talk to her, but I'd whisper real, real, real low. So she'd be, ah, I'm like, you need to understand that you need to lower your voice. And she'd be, huh? 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 And then, like, she'd look at me, and then i whisper to her again, and she, I'd be like, can you hear me? And i whisper real low, and she'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, you need to chill. Okay. And then she just stopped. <laughs> like, it was the weirdest, most funny shit, but it was just like, you know, it worked. Yes. She tried to start. I just start whispering. Can you hear me? She's like, no. Can you hear me? I don't want to hear you. Let me talk to you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I didn't experience postpartum. Um, that you know, I could identify as postpartum. I think that the people around me were just assholes. 
I'll treat that as one of the things you know I follow up, dog. Um, Molly and Henry broke up. I saw it coming. Well, it was bound to happen after they tried to work it out for so damn long. The problem is, he's doing all the bending. You know, he was he was constantly extending the olive branch and constantly trying to appease her. She wasn't giving him that in return. She uh, hell, she didn't even really respect his his feelings on like when he spoke on like you know, kind of just want to chill here. Oh no, no, it's not about it. Like damn, bitch, I just spent the whole day with your stuffy ass black coworkers. No offense to you know, saying eh, but just she working a black firm, so you know, I spent the day with your niggas. And now I got to sit here and deal with this? Like, you can't even cut me a little? Nah. Mm-mm. It was bound to happen. Yeah, it was bound to happen. Did you feel like there was enough Kelly in this season? Or they kind of no. cut? No. It needs to be way more Kelly. It needs to go. Well, I guess Issa and Molly made up. We'll see how Molly's attitude changes during these you next couple. went back to Issa because she didn't have options. I'm not. That's true. So it should go Issa, Kelly, Molly, and Tiffany if she can get her shit together. What about the dudes? Lawrence and them. Lawrence needs to be written off. We have no need for him now. (laughs) (laughs) We have no need for him now. We don't need to write out. Make an attempt. We don't need to try. We had fun. Thank you. Dick was bomb. Bye. But I, get, I get that it's not her fault. I mean, I get that it's not his fault to a to an essence. I mean, maybe I don't know the kind of broke or whatever, but it's a lot. That's a lot to take on. That's a lot to take on. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's too much to take on. Didn't so, you mention that before? I think in episode one or two of Fuck It on the Mom about dating a single parent. Mm-hmm. How because like she's just now getting to a spot where she's trying to, or you know, she's in search of being as close to number one as possible. She already understands that his job is going to be high ranking. Mm-hmm. You can see that when she said, you know. If this is really going to work, I'll consider moving down there type thing. You feel what I'm saying? So she already understands. I might have to play a slight second to the job. But now you're telling me there's a whole ass baby? So not only am I going to be playing second to the job, now I'm going to be playing third to the baby and then turn around and be playing fourth because you got to put Condola in there too. You got to show all of this care and be there and be supportive for Condola. It's too much. It's too much. So now you clawing, trying to find where you fit in, and he, you know, may or may not be trying to make you fit in, because you know niggas will tell you one thing. Niggas will hit you with the, no, I'm really trying to make time for you, and you just be like, nigga, are you really? Really? Well, maybe you don't have the time to make for me. And in that situation with those children, or when you bring in that child, and then that child's mother, and then, you know, Lawrence, he is stand-up dude. He ain't just going to abandon the nigga. You know what I mean? He ain't just going to leave a little motherfucker out there. So, yeah, no, it's too much. You could write him off now. Do you Lawrence think- the job in San Francisco. He moves. Good riddance. Where the fuck is Nathan? We can give him a try. 
I mean, Issa gonna be working in the back of his shop for an office. And that didn't I say that before? Didn't I say that I said, you know, if things don't fall through with Lawrence, Nathan is a nice fall guy. I'll, I'll take him as a backup. I'll take him as a backup. I mean, I know it's gonna be some shit with him because he, but it's cool. It's cool. Sometimes you just gotta be. You gotta take. You know, because I like the way he look at her. I do. And when he be walking up on her and he be like standing over her a little bit and then like he kind of be like, yeah, because you know, and they be, mm-hmm, yep, yep. Walk up on me like that. Just be a little bit darker because, you know, I don't like light skin men. Have you ever dated someone with a mental illness? All the niggas I've dated had mental illnesses. <laughs> all of them. They all were crazy. All, fuck all of them, too, except for one. Yep. All of them was crazy except for one. You want to know the one that wasn't crazy? Which one? The one that came to me and issued me a, a sincere apology for how he conducted himself during the course of our relationship. You mentioned that before. Because that I, I, I've never experienced, like, that is, you know when somebody fuck you up and you be like, yo, how can I forgive you? And then you be like, yeah, I forgive you, but it don't, you don't really feel like you genuinely forgive them. You don't know Huh? You just forgiven that you just forgiven, so it ain't an issue to keep talking about. Exactly. It it was like that I do that so often. I would just be like, all right, I'm forgiving you because honestly, I'm I don't feel like dealing with this right now. And I know I might accidentally smack the shit out of you if we have this conversation. You feel what I'm saying? But that that was like the first adult apology that I've received. You know what I'm saying? And this is before I even started looking into and understanding this is what made me look into and understand and appreciate what an apology is and how to properly apologize like i say all the time all the niggas that did me wrong god took their hairline you feel what i'm saying and i had to double check that because i was writing it as a bit and i had to double check it so i'm like yo when we were together you cheated on me and he was like no and i'm like you just saying that or and he was like no he was like anything that happened happened after you and I broke up I'm like okay cool and I believe the nigga because his hairline is intact it's intact you feel what I'm saying but again that apology that was the one that be like okay I, yeah no I genuinely forgive you because I see like it's, and it wasn't like I'm saying this because I want something from you it was genuinely just like yo I was reflecting and this is what I came back with. And I really was fucking up here. And I seen that you was trying to be like this for me. And I was overlooking that because of this. And it was just like, I was just sitting there like, God, I for, I forgive you for real. I, I accept your apology. And I mean it. Like I was shocked. Is that why you were kind of hooked on East and Lawrence because they had those kind of conversations? I yeah, probably. Cause it's like with East and Lawrence, it's that it was like they meshed very well. You know, but notice when their communication was open. And there wasn't any like trying to hide anything or like not just, you know, with 
you know, relationships or other people, but period, just very open. And they were, they were communicating in a more healthy manner. You see how their relationship was just blooming. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But in the beginning, they weren't really talking about what their problems were. They, or what their problems with each other were like, they weren't communicating. And that's what led to him feeling like, you know what? Fuck you. Because you be going, like he said, Oh, I felt away because you had somewhere to be every day. And she like, I felt the way because you made me feel like I wasn't wanted. What woman has not felt that? You feel what I'm saying? The only thing is that with the East and Lawrence situation, you can see. And these niggas are, oh, just because, you know, he was making her feel like that or he, he was going through something she shouldn't have did what she didn't. It's like, okay, but you got to understand where she felt. Like when she said, I felt unwanted and undesired, it's hard to be in a relationship with somebody and not feel like they want to be there. How you, what you supposed to do that? What, you know what I mean? What you supposed to do with that? But at that point, she made a decision. It's over. I'm ready to move on. I mean, that too. But I mean, things could have definitely went differently had they spoken about what the real problem was and had they been honest. That's another thing. A lot of people hide what they feel because of their pride. You know what I mean? I feel like shit. I feel like I'm not shit, but I'm at aggressively toward you or aggressively toward these situations to compensate for the lack of what I feel inside. You feel what I'm saying? Me feeling like less of a man inside. Now I got to be extra aggressive and extra macho and mean and shit to you just because I don't feel right inside. It's, 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 it's like this is where I've been lately. Humans are fucking weird. <laughs> and the dynamic that they're showing on the show is just, it's really the with Issa and Lawrence's relationship, you really get to see like, yo, this this is real shit. I know a good three or four people that experienced that. And I know about two people that came close to being in that same specific situation from the beginning. You know, the him not being um him not feeling affirmed within himself. You know what I mean? I, I At that point, I don't even think if Issa would have been like, yo, Lawrence, you're still great. I don't even think it would have mattered because he didn't feel it. You know what I'm saying? So in turn, he turns and starts treating her, pushing her away because he's appalled or he's disgusted within himself. You know what I'm saying? And then when you, as a woman, when you feel like that, it's like, I'm ugly. <laughs> I'm, I got fat or something? Like, why, why you don't want me? You know what I'm saying? And then you start, as a woman, you start forgetting that you are you. You know what I'm saying? You start forgetting, wait, just because he don't see that I'm cute, that don't mean that I'm not cute. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you start, you either lose yourself into what they don't see or you remember quickly. And the problem is most women don't remember quickly. Like, hold up, nigga. Yeah, I'm still something over here. Now, if you ain't, if this ain't your cup of tea, keep in mind, bitch, still a cup of tea. You get what I'm saying? But we see that in the show. And it's so, I mean, I, I wanted them to get back together, but I knew that something was going to happen. I knew Condola wasn't going to allow that to just be. I felt it. Hmm. Cause they was doing so good, 
And I was okay with us cutting off Nathan. You know, Nathan, appreciate you. You know, you you did us well for the time being. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Nathan was still that friend who's gonna be hanging in the background. Whenever his blood fucks up, Issa would have been thinking, maybe I should have took down and left it out for Kirky. Drake said it. She wanted to vent. I promise it fell in my lap. The quote exactly. Your shorty was pissed. She wanted to vent. I promised it fell in my lap. That's how it be. In women's terms, they say uh, a shoulder to cry on becomes a dick to ride on. Is that what they say? I don't know, but it makes sense. I mean, but that's basically the translation for that quote. For those who you want to call whiteies. Um, uh, did I catch you off guard with that? No, because I didn't know what it means. Yeah, you be on the internet, so I figured you saw that before. No, I asked my boss, what does whitey mean? She's yeah. like, it out for me. <laughs> Styled it out for me. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense now. Oh, my God. Mari, you are the oldest 20, what are you, 27, 28? Uh, 28, I think. You are the oldest 28-year-old I know, bro. I don't know what the youth are talking about. I just know some of the things they listen to. Like the Megan Thee Stallion and her things with BZE's um, kids. I still haven't heard. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard about that because I'll be on the shade room. But I haven't heard. I haven't really been listening to music. You know I have been listening to music. I've been listening to some old shit, bro. I put on some David Ruffin the other day. Oof. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, that boy can sing, mm. baby. Yeah, yeah. That the face you have the appropriate face right now because nothing in my head is appropriate. Whatever tickles you. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't all of that in the face, but boy, I close my eyes. I got a whole bit that I'm writing for. So I'm going to save all of that. I'm not even going to express myself to y'all because I don't want y'all to take this bit before I can take it to the stage. But yeah. Mm-hmm. In July. David. David Ruffin. Have you been mm. Have you been keeping up with I May Destroy You or no? Chewing Gum Girl? I yeah. never even watched. Oh. I know, right? I haven't. I ha- I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched any new new shows. I haven't been home. I watched it. I watched Insecure. I watched 90 Day Fiance. I don't think that was on your list, but I like that show. I know you mentioned No Neck on the other podcast. You <laughs> didn't huh? <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was like. It was like such. She was like. That's <laughs> it. All right. Yeah. Um. I. What was the movies we were supposed to watch? The movies was Two Minutes of Fame, Miss Juneteenth, and also Disclosure. What was the yellow nigga that you made me watch? I should smack you on the hand for that. A yellow nigga that kept lifting his shirt up. I don't recall. Let me find this fucking list. I know it was on the list. I didn't watch this shit just because I wanted to watch it. A yellow nigga who kept lifting his shirt up. Who kept 
Maybe it was Miss Juneteenth. No. And I meant to watch that. Dang. You know what? I ain't even looked. I, I skipped one week. So, yeah, I didn't see that one. But hold on. It's got to be on this one then. She's acting like I text her a lot. I know. I didn't have to scroll far. <laughs> Legalize everything. Which one? Legalize everything. Eric Andre. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly why I don't like light-skinned people right there. Oh, I was like a couple of minutes into this, and I was like, am I really? You're trying to be funny. Like, I don't understand. I'm like, what is, is this what you, you don't you don't want me to do this on stage? What are you showing me this for? Why, why, why am I looking at some hey, where put your light skin and stomach away? Like, ew, oh, oh. I had a yellow ass stomach. What is you showing me this for? And then I hate that he was trying to do that shit for last. Like when he would say something and shit wouldn't hit. He put your fucking stomach down. Like put your stomach up. Don't nobody want to see that, bro. That's nasty, bro. I'm That's just hoping nasty. you didn't make it to the end. First of all, you yellow is all hell. Second, you look like watered down Play-Doh. You too much. Put that shit up, bro. Just tell your fucking jokes and move. But the jokes weren't even that funny. Exactly. So he's begging for last with his body. His badly, poorly built body. God. Nigga look like this. Oh, I can't. Just, oh, no. I was so, I was upset with you, Amari. I was upset with you. Well, good thing this isn't live, then. Well, isn't live and in person anyway. I was upset with you. I was like, you know what? I don't know what you think of me. I don't know what I have said to you. I don't know what actions I have done around you to make you believe that this is the type of this, this is entertainment for me. I didn't know before I, I didn't. And we legalize, you know, the first thing I'm thinking, legalize, hey, we. This nigga started talking about all the other drugs he's taking. Bro, this is for white people. This is not my type of material. I can't relate. I can't relate, bro. I, I forgive you, Amari. And you sent such a nice text message. Now I feel bad. <laughs> uh, you just wanted to bring... Go ahead, Amari. Go ahead. <laughs> what? You just wanted to let people know that I said something real heartfelt and it touched your heart. Go ahead. Tell them. Go ahead. No, I don't want to bring that up. Anyway... So you didn't get to watch Queen Latifah. love me, you guys. Fuck out of here, Amari. First of all, I went over the top of mine, so I'm good. Yeah, but I expected, well, I didn't expect that. But it was very heartfelt, and I was very touched. Like, I was just like, oh. I had pulled over to read it and everything. Oh. Uh, you didn't watch this. But this shot I had. I watched. Now I seen you just post something like maybe I don't know I'm pretty sure it was like a schedule post but something like a couple of minutes or a couple hours ago about episode two I didn't see episode two but I saw episode one. They have a trans character now. Who? Um, Imani, who's playing Trig's girlfriend, who's Jake's brother. Trig is the brother. The one that just got out of jail. Yes. Yeah. So he he's the one that's trying to get Jake back from the pizza man. 
Duda or Elvis Perry, whichever one you prefer. The pizza man. And um, so his girlfriend is trans? Yes, in real life and on the show. Really? Yeah. I didn't pay, like, I didn't, I, I didn't, I paid attention, but I kept having to stop and like do stuff. So like, I got the most parts of it, but like, I know he's talking about, wow. Huh. Mm -hmm. And episode just the complication of her being a trans woman and part of the community and him being low key homophobic. Mm. Mm. So I probably got to go back and rewatch it again then. Cause I low key clocked him only because I know a few trans people and I watch a handful of trans media. Mm. See, my thing was I had rewinded it. Is it rewinded or rewound? I yep. had the shit back. <laughs> I had moved the shit back a couple of times because the nigga looked familiar, but he didn't look like the other nigga that I seen get shot. I'm like, wait, where did this nigga come from? So that's when it was like, oh, got you, got you, got you. I had to, but I totally didn't even pay her no mind. I just thought she was just riding shotgun. You know, I'm your down ass bitch. We gonna get your kid back, raise him as a family and all of that shit. So I was just like, roll it with your shot. But that's good. I mean, not... See, I don't want to say this and it sound wrong, but I was gonna say like, not that it matters. Cause to me, to me, it doesn't matter. It's good for them to be rep representation, but I'm saying like, it doesn't, does it make a difference to me for the character? You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm still going to watch the shit. It's just, you know. When we go into disclosure later, we'll go on to that. Um, Keisha got kidnapped. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I And then naturally, AJ walks in at that part. She, why is she not answering her phone? I'm like, because she's not there. Well, where'd she go? AJ. What you what you think happened? Oh, did she get kidnapped? She should have took her phone. <laughs> wow. No, mommy, because I keep my iPad with me. Because if I get kidnapped, you can find me. Bye. Move. Move. Girl, move. So yeah. Oh the how does this five year old know about kidnapping? What doesn't she know about, bro? <laughs> Please. Like she know and her Again, if her logic is there, I'm not going to say nothing about it. Her logic is I need to know about these things so that if they happen to me, I can make I can do what I need to to not make it happen type thing. She right. Now, when she tried to tell me about on Netflix, let's watch um, I Am a Killer. Oh, is that the name of it? I Am a Killer. I Am a Murderer or something like that. Something like that. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Every time I'm scrolling, she'll see, oh, mommy, let's watch I Am A Kill. I'm like, no. No. Why? Well, I just need to know how to protect my kids when I have some. She is five. I'm like, I don't... I, I wanted to ask, like, who's raising you, but... It's me, Why so. is she worried about kids? She hasn't even had up this period. <laughs> Child is well. At first, she was convinced she was gonna have ten kids. I'm like, okay, well, have ten kids money. She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, where your ten kids gonna live? She's like, we gonna live with you. I said, no, not ten of the motherfuckers. Not ten of the motherfuckers. You know, you're not. 
So <clears throat> we had a situation with this little baby at the um at like a little cookout thing, and she realized that she don't really fuck with kids as heavy as she thought she did. Like she don't, you know what I mean? She started to understand the responsibility behind having to be. Hey, stop before you hurt yourself. Stop, stop. Like I told you about that, didn't I? When she told the dad. Mm-hmm. No, all right. So when homeboys, um, his wife and I went to school together, and so we, you know, had like a little gathering, and so they have a I think he about to be two, like he's you know small or whatever, but. He was like waddling around and shit in the backyard. And AJ, like the dad was right there. He wasn't like far or anything, but he just was standing there and he was on his phone. So AJ felt like she had to be, you know, checking up on the kid, making sure he don't hurt himself or whatever. And he a little boy. So, you know, how little boys are. So he running and, you know, falling and getting into shit. And AJ keeps stopping from playing with the kids her age to like make sure he ain't fucking with some shit he ain't supposed to. So finally she came over to me and she was like, mommy, can you tell his father to get him? <laughs> I'm like, what? She was like, can you tell his father to get him? Because he, like, he keep getting into everything and he's not watching him. And I was like, his father is right there. Now, his, his dad heard, like, us talking, but I don't think he heard exactly what was being said. So I was like, yo, he right there. Go tell him. So he's like, what's up, AJ? So she walked over and was like, um, you think you could get your kid? <laughs> She was like, you think you'll get your kid? Because he keep, he keep like getting into stuff. He's like, oh, he a big boy. He okay? She was like, okay. All right. And she turned around and walked away. And as she did that, the little boy was running. And he like fell like that. You know, his hands went out or whatever on his chest. And she turned around and looked at the father like, he a big boy, right? <laughs> See yo. What the hell is wrong with my kid, bro? Like, there, there. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with her. She just don't give a damn about the audience. You could be a about the doctor's office, right? With the with the with the lady with the stroller, bro. AJ had to be like, she was like two and a half, because she's you know she started speaking very clearly very early, and so. She had to be like two and a half, maybe three. Um, yeah, probably closer to two and a half, but it was somewhere in between. So we had the doctor's office. We come out. So this is before COVID and all of that shit. So the doctor's office packed, right? So it's mad people lining up or whatever. So the lady comes out the back and they're calling us to go into the back. So she comes out and she's got this stroller. So AJ all friendly as hell because when AJ was little, you can't walk into the room without her saying hi to everybody individually like so the lady walks out she's like hi so he's like hi sweetie so she looks and the lady ain't have no um baby in her stroller so aj's like you got a stroller where's your baby so she was like right there and she pointed to like a five-year-old aj turned around and was like that's not a baby that's a big girl she's too big for that Bruh, when I tell you the lady turned red, I ain't really know what to say because she ain't lie. So I just was like, come on, AJ. But everybody in the in the office was like <laughs> trying to cover their shit up. But it was just like, because we all was thinking that shit. Like, yo, this little girl was big as hell. What is your big ass doing in this stroller? 
Bruh, I wish I would. I left that stress. As soon as AJ took a good couple of like stabilized steps, we out. Not carrying that big ass fucking stroller everywhere I go. Oh god, no. And then a car seat. Do you still do car seats? She big as shit, bruh. Despite her being five, she is the size of an eight-year-old. Well, I'll give her like seven, close to eight. She wears oh. eight in clothes, so. I don't know what that means, but yeah. The age is, go, yeah. But yeah, no. Mm-mm. I think because when, when we go down south next week, I'll probably like make her use her booster, but she'll be, she normal size fucking kid. Big as shit. My stomach's growling. So if you can hear that on audio, just understand, you know what I'm saying? Probably not. If they can't hear my loud ass computer, they can't hear your stomach. I don't hear your computer. Thank the Lord, because I just upgraded it and I was in the ghetto using a fan for a hot minute. Hmm. I'd be like that sometimes. Sometimes you just got to be in the ghetto. Just like today, I'm being the ghetto. I got to record. Um, fuck it later. But I ain't got no guests, so just gonna be me being ghetto. So it was. Can we go into fuck it out of mom real quick? Even though it's not technically a TV show. Okay. <laughs> How was it finally getting to record with the person you were supposed to originally record with? Oh, Rob. Yes, Rob, but not Robert because that's an insult. <laughs> that's what i call him r-o-r-o-b no it was amazing man it was amazing and it it's, it makes me sad because it's like all right so how i figure this is how i perceive you right <laughs> you see something in me that i have yet to fully acknowledge right and you like you, I, I know you see it because you you send me shit. Like you pushed, you know what I mean? Like you keep me in the loop about shit that I wouldn't usually even think about just because you see something in me. You get what I'm saying? That's how I feel about Rob right now. Like I feel like if he would come on and be more of you know a, a regular reoccurring co-host, like. Cause I I feel like my my comfort I'm I'm not comfortable with everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like not saying that I'm I can't be, but it's just like that level of comfort was just like you see how long the shit went and it, it just was like that's your brother. Yeah, it was just like all right, Charlemagne. If you go back on the Breakfast Club, there was a I don't know if it was like the I don't know how many times, but there was a Jesus and Mero um, episode. I want to say it might have been the one where they made DJ Envy mad. <laughs> Charlemagne was like, um, he said something and he cursed. And it was like, yo, your mouth. It was like, my bad, yo. It's like, yo, my niggas is here. Like, I, you know, I'm super comfortable right now. Like, he was leaning back in the chair and shit. That's how I felt. Like, yo, my niggas is here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was just, it was very com- comforting. But, Isn't that what you said in the first episode that, um, what was it? Something to the deal of when it comes to your friends and people you collaborate with, if they're not getting something out of it, you can't really expect them to stick around. And is it just a case of he's not trying to go on this path and that's why? 
it's everybody has their own, you know, their their own thing. And for me, I feel like with him, he supports he supports me, but because he doesn't have a goal in this field, it's not beneficial to him, if that makes sense. Like, that's how I perceive it. Like, you know, yeah, I got your back, but I can't expect him to be like, case in point, last week, yo, what's up? You trying to record with me? Nah. Uh, The other day, yo, what's up? You trying to record an episode tomorrow? Nah. I can't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be mad. I really do, because I really want to record with my boy, but... He tells me straight up. He sets expectations. If you change them, that's on you. Yeah, so it's... Exactly. You know, it's it's true. So it's like, all right, so I'm not going to ask him no more. And, you know, that, that episode will just, you know... Maybe one day he'll decide he wants to fuck with it or not. But again, you if if like I have to work with people who have mutual, you know what I mean, or or have the same or similar um goals. Like Pope Pope Rod that I had on last week, he has, you know, he's been doing his little sh- I don't want to say disrespecting like his little show, but he's been doing his his show and uh, he turned it into a podcast or whatever. Like he has those, you know, aspirations in the same field. So when I hit him like, yo, what's up? You trying to do my podcast? His response is fuck. Yeah. When you get what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. So I have to keep aligning myself with people who, you know, want to move in the same direction or, you know, have something that they want to talk about or promote or, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, if if RO isn't, you know, down to do it, the show got to keep going. So it is what it is. But I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely had a great time in it. I felt, it felt like, it felt like, you know, the song, people let me tell you about my best friend. That's how I felt. Like, that's really how, like, it was just like a, like, all right, y'all, look at my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my friend. This is where I'll be putting my sanity. Look at this. Look at this. He's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I felt. Like, y'all get to, y'all got a chance to see me and like, like we call it on, like when I'm on, like it, that, it, me and just my, my form, like and where shit just be flowing. And so I, I was happy with the episode. I was happy to have him on. It, it really felt good to get to show the world. Cause like, if, if you follow us on like, Facebook usually would be cutting up in the comments and shit. And people are like, yo, what's wrong with these niggas? And if some people have been around us, they'd be like, yo, what is wrong with you niggas? Like, so it was good to to get the show, to get to put that on, on a platform where when people want to get to know me, they can see me in, in that element. So a little bit of the capsule of your friendship. Yeah, yeah, big recapsule of the friendship. But I mean, that's the homie. Like <laughs> Father's Day came and we was giving out, we gave out the um the Father's Day gifts or whatever. And AJ looked at me and was like, "You called your brother?" And I'm like, "What?" She was like, "Uncle Rock, you called him already to tell him Happy Father's Day?" <laughs> yes, girl. I already hit the nigga. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's family. So it felt good to be able to 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 show that side of me on to put that in my catalog, you know. So yeah. So who exactly is Pope the truth teller of a different kind? Pope Ra, formerly known as Radio Rahim. He is Did Radio Rahim die in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. His name is Rahim, but like when we were in high school, he was Radio Ra. Well, college, when he got to college, I think. But either way, Ra is like one of those his brain just be going. Like you know how you you know how you go manic on like your work stuff? Mm-hmm. He goes manic on like anything that requires thought. So, like, he opened my mind up to a lot of, like, keeping it a buck, he changed a great deal of the way that I, that I, you know, thought. Like, he, he played a big role in me finding out who I am, like, a part of who I am. You know what I'm saying? And just by pushing me to, like, yeah, he has his own crazy ass thoughts and you know some of them I agree with some of them I don't agree with however he will always provide you with something as to why he feels or thinks that way you feel what I'm saying so I appreciate that even if I don't agree with it you know what I'm saying but he is also when it comes to like 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 educating yourself he's he's the one to be like well you know, I, well, I read this about this. And he'd be like, well, you know what you should check out. Check out this on that one. And it ties into this. And you'd be like, oh, and then it just takes off from there. You know what I'm saying? So I owe a great deal of like <clears throat> tapping into how to think, you know what I'm saying? And, and kind of unlearning what to think. I owe a lot of that to him. But again, he... He's like, you know, a radical thinker. Like, I think it just, uh, you know, I would call him like a Dr. Umar Johnson Jr. or something, but he wouldn't even disrespect him like that because I think his mind is far beyond. Like, like that, a lot of the stuff that he says, you'll be like, what the hell is you talking about? But if you like start looking up to, you'd be like, I see what you I see what you could be saying you know what I'm saying but yeah so that's why I brought Ra on because Ra knew he just yeah take your note you said the next episode is going to be without a guest who are some of the people in your life you want to have on that show well some of the people that I've confirmed in the past um I don't even know if I should if it's one of them things that I should just speak. I mean, if you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable. I mean, I, I got some people on my list. Um, I, I pulled in some of my um some of my industry friends I've asked, I've I've hit up and but this was all prior to me actually putting everything in motion and prior to COVID. So at this point, I don't know. Like I have a I have my list together, but I don't know when I'll be able to get to those people to get the episodes done or whatever. 
I'm not really outside of me doing this with you. I'm not really, you know, I prefer my sister just got back. I prefer in per excuse me, in person interaction. So I'm not really off the whole Zoom shit and you know those things, but and, and then I did have this idea. Um I did want to bring a realtor on to like, you know, give some tips and for the people who like are in a super beginning process and things like that. But I gotta yeah, you know, things like that. I, I'm I got things that I'm ideas that's flourishing, but I'm not really and I'm also not one to like put my shit out there to the masses, my ideas rather. Don't, don't like showing your work in progress. Type yeah, of thing. man, I don't, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to show my work in progress, and I don't like to show my hand. I like to hold my cards until I absolutely don't, have, until I absolutely have to put them bitches down. I want to see everybody else's cards before I even lift one of my cards. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm not really a fan of just getting up there and be like, yo, this is what I got. This, this is stuff. Cause then niggas would take my ideas, and you know how I am with procrastinating and shit. So niggas would take my shit and do it before me. Nope. If you want, if you want the fucking idea, you better come up with it on your own, bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't call it procrastinating. Mm. It comes up. You got a full ass life. Word. Word. And now a clip from Sean and Nicole's podcast, "Fucking on My Mom," featuring. A long-term partner aunt in the episode with the legend makers. I need to know your details of uh, who you slept with that wasn't with me. Okay. You didn't give a fuck so, about none of them bitches. So, they all dead. So I wanted her to be my girl as I was a virgin. Oh, that's crazy. God, get the fuck out of here. You are a fucking lie and a half. You are a fucking lie and a half. Oh Matter of fact, when we get a chance, we got to Google when the fucking exorcism of Emily Rose came out because that's the movie we went to go see when all of this took place. So whatever month and year, I know the year, but whatever month that technology. came out, whatever month that came out, because you probably wasn't even no virgin there. You probably was you a full-blown right? ass hoe. You said I was 17? Yeah, we, we were still in school. You was probably just a full-blown ass hoe. Yeah. On my birthday. Okay, you said you lost your virginity when? In July, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. All right, then. Get your whole ass the fuck uh, out of well, here, you dirty I smut. Lost my, <laughs> I just lost my virginity. Fuck, like. I just lost my virginity. What you mean? I just lost my virginity, you know, two months prior. And I was trying, trying to, to give me that used dick. Trying, <laughs> trying to give me that, that recycled ass dick. Oh, what that what shit? I, I want that fresh pack. I want. Well, how they say, don't use if the seal is ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I want my seal unbroken, bitch. Bruh, we watched Onward on Father's Day. And it wasn't my first time seeing it. You want to talk about a nigga crying? Like, yo, I cried so fucking hard throughout the whole movie, bro. Did you hold your daddy's hand? No, I watched it with the kids and aunt, and I cried the whole fucking movie. Like, the whole movie. Everything about that fucking movie was making me cry. I said, oh, not like, you know how, you know how you cry to the point where you feel raw? 
like, like you just. But I feel like you got a respiratory infection. Yes, that I was to that point. I'm like, bro, I just want to lay down and sleep right now. Like, I just want to, like, I could cry myself to sleep, bro. That shit. Uh, I was, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Look at you letting it out when you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good story, but it was just like everything. Like when I cry at movies, it's not because that's sad. It's because like I'm putting, you know, myself into those shoes or, you know what I mean? I'm I'm putting like, okay, you having a moment with your brother. It might put me in a position where I'm like thinking about my sister or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And I get so emotional. I just start crying. I was like, I can't do this shit. This be the last. This be the. I watched it the first time, and I guess I was like high and didn't really pay attention. And I watched it the second time. Um, yeah, that's gonna be the last time I watched that. Mm-hmm. There's certain movies that I watch, and I be so like emotionally raw afterwards that I won't revisit. And I'd be like, yeah, it was a really good movie. I'm not gonna watch it again. What if you had some cheeses? Would that would help? No, cheeses only goes with the game and Sex in the City. I thought that was your feel-good food. Yeah. For you got to watch it with the game and Sex in the City. Okay. It's, so a, it's a whole combination. Like, you can't just eat the Cheez-Its and then that's it. Cheez-Its by itself is not going to do it. It's Cheez-Its and Melanie screaming at Derwin. How could you? I guess I was the only one who didn't know, huh, Derwin? You take the ring off, you throw it at him, he says, by the way, it's over. And you close the elevator, playing Rihanna. He stands there and scene. It goes with the Cheez-Its. It goes with the Cheez-Its, bro. Which one is Cheez-Its? The square ones or the long, crispy ones? What was your childhood like, yo? Uh, white schools or black schools? saying like what, what was your childhood like? What? Yeah, I met the mother and she seems pretty cool. She seems black. Your mom seems black. She seems like you should know what a Pepsi and a cheese it is. I know what Pepsi is. I'm just double checking on cheese it. You sat at her dinner table and said, I'm not eating this. She barely cooked dinner after some point. Because you were old enough and she wasn't feeling appreciated because you didn't know what the fuck a cheese it was. Because she didn't have the fucking time. Because you, she, she could have made time. But who wouldn't, I wouldn't make time for someone who doesn't know what a cheese it is. Is it the square one or is it the crispy one? Is it the puffy one? Failed me. It is the square one. Okay. What do you snack on, beets? What am I, who? I said, what do you snack on, beets? No, growing up I like apples, powdered donuts, and chocolate milk. All right, Amari. What? Wow, apples keep you regular? Powdered oh, don't You sound like a fucking Happy Meal. When we could afford it. Who are you telling? It seemed like Happy Meals was way more expensive back in the day. It also felt like you got more out of it. That too. Well, because they used to actually give you a small fry. Now in the Happy Meal, they give you like one of these little fries. It'd be like one, like it's like a third of a small fry. Well, I, I say like a half of a small fry. I'll be looking at that like AJ be like, yeah, give me a Happy Meal and in my head. I'll be like, you okay with this disrespectful ass size fry? 
<laughs> I wish you would try to give me that small ass fry, child. You got me fucked up. You better maximize these shit. Give me the Kid XL. The fuck is you talking about? There's a Kid XL? No, nigga, but you better make one. Come over here with this half a fry. <laughs> Ten fries in this little container. Child. If I told AJ that the price of a Happy Meal is the same price for a four for four, she'd smack the shit out of me for every time I brought her a Happy Meal. <laughs> she'd smooth smack the shit out of me like, you know what? Come here, Ma. Has she ever hit you? Nah. Well, not like, yeah, she tried once. I knocked her down. <laughs> she looked at me like, don't you white woman me, bitch. Get up and take it. She's about to cry. And she well, she cried, but it wasn't it wasn't because she was hurt. It was because like I can't believe you just hit me. Oh. Oh my ass. Fuck you thought this was. No, it's just you don't have to hit her that often or ever. Oh yeah, no. Like, you know, cause she well, we got we we had a point, we had an interesting place now because again, when your child starts to learn more, they grow their own opinion and they grow they 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 grow, you know, their own independence. Like she's always been an independent child, but now it's just like like right now, she upstairs dirty as hell because she don't want to take a shower. I thought y'all was past that. It, bruh, do you know what she tell? We do this shit every day. Every day. All right, fine. And you can't have no TV. You can't have nothing but this book and this notebook. I'm okay with that. Oh, excuse the fuck out of me. Bet. So now she upstairs she's reading books you know what i mean she's probably trying to sneak on her eye she probably trying to sneak to her netflix or whatever but right now she's upstairs reading books and all she gotta do is take a shower and guess what she knows how to do all of that without me so if i say get go upstairs and get dressed right now because we're going to go see you know your cousin or your friends she will go upstairs and get the fuck dressed by herself everything lotion brush her teeth like completely get herself prepared shoes everything but if there ain't no fun on the other side of that shower, I'm good. I just want to sit here and be dirty. Oh, she's a rebellious teenager now. And she says it, too. She's like, yeah, because, you know, I'm 15. And I'm like, yeah, I know, nigga. I'm the one that told you that you were. I mean, it's a headache, bro. Well, not really a headache. But we at a place now where I be wanting to. Like, have to, like, shake her up or get a little physical. Like, yo, I will chip you. But I can use, like, I can just be telling her, just be like, you know, honestly, I'm good. That's what I be telling her. I'm good. And she don't like that. Like, if 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 I say, like, yo, I'm good, I don't even want to be around you right now. I'm just, she don't like that. Then she, oh, mommy, like, no, I'm good. If you're not going to behave right, then I'm good. And I just leave her alone. And she get it together. Cause I told her, well, I'm not about to be if I if you don't want me to pop you, then you're gonna have to do better. Like I'm not gonna argue with you or whatever. And then she had the nerve to tell me one day, like, oh, when you pop me, it don't hurt. I just cry so that you feel good about it. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? She was like, Yeah, and she was like, you know, I know I told you that I was scared of you, but I'm not really scared of you. I just say that. I said, bet. 
keep that in mind. Then a couple days later, she had gotten in trouble. And I was like, you know, about to get, I was like, nah, you good. Um, I think I had popped her on her hand and she was crying. I'm like, what you crying for? It don't hurt. It don't hurt. Remember you told me that you said it don't hurt. And she said, it did hurt. It did hurt. I was lying when I told you that it did hurt. I was like, nah, girl, I don't believe that. You fine, girl. I was like being mad, like, Pazla, you fine, girl. Like, you fine. Why Why are you crying? Go wipe your nose. She's like, because I'm hurt. You popped me, boo. I'm like, girl. I'm like, you acting over. What I say? I was like, you over there acting scared of me, girl. Get out of here. You ain't scared of me. Remember, you told me that. You said you was not scared of me. You said you'd just be doing that so that I feel good. So I'm not going to believe you while you crying now. You're fine. Like, I kept doing that. She ain't like that shit, but she tightened up. Don't tell me you're not. Don't tell me that that all of that shit. All right, fine, bet. So now when you crying, I don't believe you. She don't like that. But I, I was just joking when I said that. No, you weren't. You were serious. And now you mad because I'm following up with that. Because I believe you. You wanted me to believe you, right? Here you are, my belief. You ever kind of wonder what would have been like if he was the one raising, I forgot the boy's name, Amir and AJ was with his with her dad? In terms of he's in your house and AJ is with your... Do I ever wonder what it would be like? Yeah. Mm-mm, no. Nope. I don't even wonder what it is like now. I can't wait to get us back under the fucking same roof so that I can fix everything that this man done not did to, to my liking. Hmm. When we lived in Georgia, there was like, when we lived in Georgia, there was like a certain, because when we lived in Georgia, most of the time he would be up here, like for work. So I would be there with the kids. So there was like a whole method. Like we had, shit was running a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Amir had, he was five at that time. He had a great deal of responsibility. He had his own bathroom. So you got to clean your bathroom. He knew how to clean the bathroom, clean the shower, the sink, the toilet, sweep it out. I would go in there and mop for him. Um, He knew how to sort his laundry. He didn't have to put it in the washing machine. I would wash it for him, but he knew to sort it, bring it to the kitchen. I would wash it and I'll take it to his room. He would fold his stuff properly. And put it away. His at room was five. yes at five. This is no exaggeration. Like this is no exaggeration. And keep in mind when he was five, AJ was she had just turned um, one. So she yeah she was walking a little yeah when we moved to the second house she was walking she like wanted some change. AJ when she was I, don't know, I gotta fix her last now too when she was done with her food she would take it to the trash. She would. Well, she wouldn't clean up her mess. At, back then, remember, I was a couponer. So, like, if my uh, pile of coupon stuff, like, my um, my stockpile was out of order, she would go over there and, like, straighten it up and put all of the detergents with the same detergent. Like, that's on video. Yeah. Like, there, were, there was a whole... But see, the thing is, like, they would pay for time. A mere... Con- like, the regression, I feel, starts when... There's like I say to AJ, you got to make sure your brain is as strong as your games is. It was like a song, but basically saying like, yo, you got to be your brain. You what you learning? 
how you maneuvering, you know, your thoughts, everything. That's got to be strong. That's got to be stronger than what you know from your games. You get what I'm saying? So as long as you are educating yourself in more or at least equal amounts of the time that you're spending on putting into this game, then good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I like to see. And when we lived in Georgia, again, Amir had um, he had to pay for time. I had a system. You got to pay for your time. AJ's on it now. But you had to pay for time. And each, like, little, you know, thing would get you, like, an hour of free time. But if you did, like, the, the – I'd have, like, a grand packet. If you did the grand packet, which you have to sit down and do for, like, an hour, hour and a half, it would take you to get through it. Then you get the whole day. I ain't even fucking with you. I'll just let you know when dinner's ready. You know what I'm saying? And he loved that shit. So he would get up, you know, here's your packet. Oh, all right, well, I don't want to do it. All right, cool. So you can't get on the Xbox today. All right, can I go outside? Go ahead. Come in the next day. I want I want to get on the Xbox. All right, what you want? You want an hour or you want the whole day? You know what? Let me get the whole day. All right, bet. I'll see you at dinner time. Once you finish, I check your work. That's it. I'll see you at dinner time. I don't like it was a it was a whole thing. But at that time, school, he was fine in school. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't pleased with the curriculum that they were learning in kindergarten. Um, because of course, him having to pay for time, he was so far ahead, you know what I'm saying, that it was just like school is regressing him, which it had and which it has. But us being under the same roof, I can like kind of get him back to. Like now I'm at a point I told Aunt because Aunt is very lenient. Like he's he's like I'm I'm the strict one. I'm the one that's hard on them when it comes to like they um they school well they're learning, I'll say that. But I told Aunt, like, you know, if the things that I'm bitching about are like okay for you, then you take the you take the leading reins on his education. You know what I'm saying? Like then you 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 okay with like how he is in school and you know, or what the teachers or how they're teaching him or whatever, because I get frustrated. I get so with their education, I get so passionate that I get really upset. And then I have to like calm, like it takes a lot to calm me down. And then I have to, you know, it just, I don't like getting there. So it's easier for me to be like, all right, if I can't do, if I can't, you know, get this to the way that it would make me feel comfortable, I'd rather you handle it. And then I'd just be on the back end type thing. You feel what I'm saying? So he's more lenient than I am, but I just, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, when we get under the same roof, I got to get him. That's where I was going. Now he's going into the fourth grade. The problem is when I had him, mm-hmm. he was about a third grade level when we lived in Georgia. So when he was in kindergarten, he was on about a third grade level. So everything that he learned up until this year is stuff that was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember this. You know what I mean? It had to, especially this year, it had to come back to him because he spent two years not doing it. So he had to kind of like, you know, get the hang of riding a bike again type thing. But now you're going into fourth grade. I took the, like, when I made that shift and told Aunt, all right, you deal with his schooling, I left him at a third grade level. And the reason that I had him at that level, because I always told him, I want you to be comfortable in school. I don't want you to feel intimidated by what you're learning. I want you to feel comfortable enough to be like, you know what? I know this. And, you know, that comfort and knowing something builds that confidence. 
Amir's a very soft, like I'm not gonna say soft spoken, but he's like, you know, he's not really, and he's he's always been so modest about what he knows, like always, like his teachers, his kindergarten teacher didn't know that he knew how to do all of the math that he knew. You feel what I'm saying? So when I showed up to the school, like I don't understand why his grade is like this when all y'all doing is shapes. And I show her, like, this is what he does at home. It's just like, oh, shit. This is third grade work here. Bruh, I know. So why the fuck is he not getting whatever the high letter is for this class? You feel what I'm saying? But he won't He won't come out and, like, let you know, like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Or I know how to do that. But my problem now is he's going into fourth grade where now you're learning the new new things, things that you have never been exposed to before. You know what I'm saying? So... I need to be closer to him to get him comfortable because there's no telling how these teachers is going to be. You know what I mean? Teaching shit. Do you do PTA meetings and all that or just when you get called in? meetings, I do parent-teacher conferences. Funny story about that. Fucking last time, was it the last time that I had to go to one? Because usually we try to like alternate. This nigga ain't going to tell me fucking... Bowling starts at 6.30. Yeah, bowling has started at 6.30. He tells me at 4.45, as I'm sitting on my back porch with a blunt in my hand, you got to go to the parent-teacher conference at 5.30. Nigga, what? Nigga, I am... Halfway through this blunt, I'm fried. And I got to go sit in front of his teacher. All right, fine. Got myself together a little bit, threw some visine in my eye a little bit. You know, whew, got it. Show up to the parent-teacher conference, and I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to her. And she's one of the, the meaner teachers, you know, the more strict teachers. And I'm talking to her, and I'm like... Why is she talking to me like this? Like she was explaining everything like in depth and talking slow. And I was like, let me just look her in the face and examine. This bitch was high too. (laughs) In that parent teacher conference high, bro. And it was a moment where it clicked to both of us that we was high. And then from there, she stopped talking to me like I was slow. We started having a whole kiki and the other teachers is looking like, like she ain't that nice. Why is she? Why is she smiling with you, nigga? Cause we here. Well, we here. <laughs> like <laughs> we up here together. Like I almost said, you high as shit too. Bet I like you even more now. So yeah, I do the parent teacher conferences, but I don't. There for me, there I don't. I'm not impressed. Like I'm not impressed. The things that they're doing in school, it doesn't impress me, most of it. Like, the core curriculum is not impressive to me. Like, I'm looking at kids who, like, all right, there's this kid, right? And he likes to be a little bossy, right? And he's, like, a couple months older than AJ. So he was running, shoe was untied, and I was like, yo, come here. I was like, um, tie your shoe. He's like, oh, I don't know how to. Well, yeah, the first time I told Ty his shoe, he's like, I don't know how to. So I showed him the way that I showed AJ when she was younger, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks go by. So I see him again. Shoe untied. Yo, come here. Um, tie your shoe. 
So he starts to do it. And I was like, do you remember how to? And he was like, well, my mom showed me the way that you showed me. And I was like, okay, so go ahead. But he couldn't, like, he was still having a hard time. So AJ walked by. He's like, AJ, come sit down so you can learn how to tie your shoe. I've been tying my shoe since I was three years old. And walked <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't be impressed. Like, the, the things, because when I, not to, like, be boasting about where she is, but reading makes such a difference, bro. It, it it's so important because what happens when kids know how to read and they 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 have comprehension behind it, the world opens up, bro. There ain't no secrets no more. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like she could be with other kids who don't know how to read, and oh, um, we can't go over here. You know, one of one of the little kids, little boss kid, you can't go over here because. Um, you just can't go over here. Just, no, this says, you know, this, that, and the third. It doesn't say that we can't go over here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, she's, the world just opens up. If she has a question about anything, that stupid app, well, I'm not going to say stupid. It's a fucking great app. But that epic app that she has, she can literally just type in the subject. Like, if she has a question about, and she was talking to me about the other day, scars. She was telling me how scars heal. Good. <laughs> She had like a little scar on her ankle and she was so concerned she needed a Band-Aid. So she looked up a book about scars and then she comes to me and I'm like, yeah, you know, put some Neosporin on it. She's like, well, is that going to make it a basket weave or this type of thing? I'm like, wait, what What the fuck are you talking about, bro? I don't don't, don't know. Give me my phone so I can Google it. You feel what I'm saying? Like that reading shit opens up so much because now it's like once they know how to ask a question and find an answer, they just be throwing shit at you like, nigga, what? Okay. And it takes it elsewhere. So, yeah, I don't have no... I mean, the school system, I don't be impressed with their curriculum. So, I don't be wanting to go up there because it's like... Y'all not going to change shit to my liking because in order to impress me, you got to... These kids, they're not... They're not taught or um, the way that they've been conformed for learning is not up to par with my expectations. Like it takes more to impress me. And I, if I go to that PTA meeting and sit there and listen to it, I'm not, I'm be mad. <laughs> like, yo, y'all in here making these kids dumb as shit, bro. I mean, kind of, sort of. Some of the kids, the kids who, who had some type of gumption to learn at home and if they are focused solely on what they learn in school like a lot of parents just leave it up to school like that's your responsibility schools the school's responsibility is to get you educated those kids yeah maybe you are learning something but it's not enough to get you you know i mean properly set up in life and I don't just mean for college or whatever for a job. I mean like like to really know what the fuck is going on in the world. Taking note of this, <clears throat> I can't speak. Taking note of the whole father thing, because I'm always curious about people who grew up with their fathers. Mm-hmm. How would you? What does your dad's role play in fathering AJ and Amir? Or is he just kind of like grandpa's around type of thing? Oh, no, no. My dad, um, I pop. 
He literally has taken on the pop pop role, the role of I did my job. My kids is grown. I like my grandkids. Don't really like y'all niggas, but I like them. And that's pretty much it. Like he he's very first of all, he just him and AJ is just him and AJ is me and my grandfather. Like they are just like close. But when you are that close with somebody, you know what I'm saying? You get, you know, now he's getting the point where she'll give him the attitude or whatever. You know, when she has this thing where she's frustrated, she has to learn how to calm her frustrations. And it's all internal. So she'll be mad at like if her iPad dies, she'll get mad. It's like, yo, you need to calm down. And she, I don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, nah, like you, she'll blow up and make a situation bigger than it needs to be. So he's now in a, in a space of when he sees it, I want to say it's almost like him going through like Shonda again. I hate to say it, but that's really what it is. Like, cause she acts like me, like she's nicer, but then she also has my temper when I was little, but he, he points out the differences between um, us when we were little. Well, when I was little and mine is that I knew when to not push. Like I knew, all right, that, all right, I'm going to stop pushing there with him. But that's because I got my ass beat. You feel what I'm saying? So it only, it only takes one good time to get your ass beat enough to where, well, and it wasn't even an ass beating. It was the fact that that nigga pulled up. That's really what got me because I don't remember the ass beating. I remember the pull up. The pull up? Where we, you see where I live now, right? Mm-hmm. Mom used to live in Montclair, right? You you familiar with like uh, Lackawanna Plaza by Bloomfield Ave? Yeah, somewhat familiar. Okay, we lived over there. I hung up the phone on my dad because I like I was I was just a badass kid. Like I wasn't bad. I had a badass attitude. So I hung up the phone on my dad because my sister was trying to tell on me, and oh bitch. So she was trying to tell on me, and so she called him to tell him that I was acting out and misbehaving and shit. So he like put her on the phone. I get on the phone. wasn't trying to hear what he was talking about. So I hung up. He called back. Put your sister back on the phone. Picked up the phone. Hello? He went to start yelling. Hung up again. He called back. I'm on my way. He pulled up on me. Whooped my ass. And so, after that, I never... There was no... I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Like, I believe you. I I believe everything you say. You say you're going to come over here and whoop my ass? I believe you. You told me sit down and shut up before you pop me? I believe you. You feel what I'm saying? So there, there's that line. But with her, he's more so like, he just tries to like explain it to her, tries to talk to her. And then like, he'll tell me and then I'll come in and reinforce whatever he says. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the type to be like, nah, don't listen to Pop Pop or he don't know what he's talking about. Nah, if, that's my dad at the end of the day. So if he say something and I don't like how you treat him, that's it. But she's the same way with him though. So, like, if I say something about him, she ch- that's, uh, uh-uh, don't talk about my friend like that. That is not nice. You need to go apologize. You feel what I'm saying? So, it's like, and then with Amir, like, they bond over video games, obviously. So, you know, but he, he's not, like, he don't, he don't need to be the father figure. His job is done. That's the first thing he told me when I said that I was pregnant. Like, he literally stood right there and he was just like, well... 
My job is done. I did my job. That's it. So he's fucking awesome, though. I'll give you that. My dad's uh, his love language. He loves outward and gifts. So always kept him laced with some dope ass gifts that's his thing and he gotta have the best gifts so if it's a birthday party and we open in presents his shit has to be better than everybody else's that's why she was she been on that fucking quad that big ass quad since she was two a quad yes oh, yeah she got a yamaha four wheeler when she was two yeah and she been handling that shit ever since. Now I gotta get a probably uh have to start looking into getting her a bigger one now. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what she got for her second birthday. Is this how all your family is or just your unit? What? In terms of because you guys, I keep finding friends who have like regular family units and it's just so complex to me since it's, I came from a single parent household. So I just keep trying to figure out how does that work? Cause I see yeah, it on Cause when I live with my mom, like it was pretty much the same. Like, cause I moved, she moved me away when I was little. I moved back um, my sophomore year. So I get, I understand what you mean about like the whole family unit thing. Cause it was weird to adjust into at first. Like, wait, y'all niggas meet every month to celebrate everybody's birthday that month? So y'all see each other every month. Huh. This is interesting. Like, I, I so I understand that, but it, it's, it used to be my whole family. Like, we, like I said, we would get together monthly to celebrate, like, if it's October, whose birthday is in October, we're going to celebrate everybody's birthday, you know, cake, ice cream, everybody come together. Um, when my grandmother passed, it started to kind of be a little more sporadic. Um, then when my aunt passed, that's when everything just kind of was, like, we'll see each other Easter, um, Easter, Maybe if they do something like a cookout for like Fourth of July or something, now I'm I'm sure they'll be moved to like Juneteenth moving forward. But um, like, well, and Christmas and Thanksgiving, but like even still, like it just separated my family to the point where like everybody says like, yo, there's no glue holding us together, and then you get individual you know, sections of the family. Oh, uh, we only got each other. And it's just like, yo, niggas, you got a whole ass family over here. You know what I mean? Like how it's not just you. It's not, I'm by myself. Like, yo, we all over here. You just got to show up. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody just typical, like when, when the matriarch falls, like everybody just kind of falls off. So we used to be real, real close as a whole family, but now it's just kind of, Honestly, it'd be bullshit. Cause when we get when we get around each other, and I hate to say this, but like being a hundred percent honest and frank, it'd be bullshit. Cause when and I, and I get real mad because that shit means a lot to me. So we'll get around each other and everybody, oh, let's plan a day for us to all hang out. We gonna hang out, let's get our kids together, and then you don't hear from them niggas again until fucking the next holiday. So it just be bullshit, you know? But we used to be we used to be real close, close knit. Fuck them niggas. Not fuck them niggas, but because my feelings is hurt. Because these niggas don't be, it's just be like, yo, niggas, show up. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, 
We could do the same shit that we used to do. The old heads could sit there and sing. You could sit in the big chair and sleep. You know what I mean? Like we could do the same shit. We just missing, you know, two people. But those, those were well, not two at this point. We missing four. Yeah, at this point we missing four. But I had the, you know, had to add them in. But they, they, they wouldn't want it to be like this. You feel what I'm saying? They would want it to be more unified because that's what we, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you was to see video from one of our gatherings, you would be like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm coming back every holiday. Like, this shit lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just house full of laughter, family, music. You know what I'm saying? Soon, like, the old heads, everybody sings in my family. Everybody's, like, musically inclined in some form or fashion. So, like, the old heads start singing and just, oh, it was just amazing. Just, like, this amazing sense of family. And now it's just, like, we'll see... And it'd be sporadic, too. It don't even be like the niggas that's left will meet for the holiday. It'd be like the niggas that's left will be like, all right, I might stop through. Like, nigga, this ain't your friends. How's you don't just pull up? Like, nah, nigga, come post up. Bring the cards. You feel me? Bring your memories and your laughs. Let's have a good time. Niggas just be wanting to stop in and show face. Nigga, don't. Don't show face. Sit your ass down. Show presence. I know your dad does drums. What do you and your sister do? I used to write. Yeah, I used to write. And she used to sing in a choir. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all still sometimes do that as your? No. No. Me and my dad, we, um, me and my dad, we, we bond still over music. Like, I get excited over some music or whatever, but me and um, but us collectively together, no, Mm-mm. no, because the way it was, it would be my dad, his two sisters, his brother, and his brother's wife, my aunt, my sister, his sister in law, whatever. Those are like the main family, and then my grandmother, of course. So they would be sitting at the table talking and then somebody would just be randomly humming. And then next thing you know, somebody done broke out a uh, fucking bond. Rudy done broke out the key finder. <sighs> All right, y'all, we in this key. And then the whole house is just, you know what I'm saying? And my aunt Rudy, she's so funny. You know the um, the cake, the, the cookie tin pans? Mm-hmm. Like Christmas? She, my aunt Rudy, she's a tambourine. <laughs> she, she get with the tambourine, right? And that's when she in church, like that's her shit, right? So she was sitting there, she had a little paper plate and she was trying to get with it and she done popped the paper plate all out of plate. But she picked up the tin can. <laughs> so she was going off. Bro, they was getting into it so bad, bro. When we finished that tin can, it was like, don't worry, be the fuck. But baby, you want to talk about somebody singing? That the them was some singing kids, man. They, oof. It it was never the you always have to have those spirituals. You know what I mean? That's what I would call them because they. But my aunt Carol, boy, she had that voice that just soak up your soul. Just made it just feel like your soul is just getting a good cry, like oof, child. But it's dope now though because I feel like since she's passed, I feel like her energy has went to my little cousin. Cause she be getting it, boy. I be, oh girl, child, she be getting it. Shout out to her. She's expecting her first baby. 
so. Time to get into the wrap-up portion. Yeah, buddy. Recommendation. Yeah, now I gotta go smoke some more weed. Speaking of which, my pickup time. You have a recommendation, or should I start? You start. You know I ain't got shit. You know, I just like to try. Um, my recommendation is going to be the movie Disclosure, which goes over the history, at least the media, of trans people from the early 1900s when film first started up until modern day with Poe's, Orange is the New Black, and things of that nature. Where is it on? Where can it be found? It stars Laverne Cox um, and the whole- Oh, wait, know, so this is, is this, this is a scripted? No, this it's a, a documentary. Oh, okay. Okay. But she's like- the host type thing or not the host, but she's the executive producer, so of course maintain. Okay. And the good thing about it is it's diverse. It's not just a bunch of white um male to female people, it's also male to female, and it's also black. There's one Asian, one Latino, but it's mostly black and white people. Mm. But that's a good part of it. And also it talks about movies like Boys Don't Cry and that depiction of trans people. And also, like we was talking about with Amani in terms of them being seen more, they also go into why it's kind of complicated being seen more because then it leads to the issue of not cis people playing trans people and then getting that costume off so they get treated like that. Mm. If you're more seen, you're more visible, that means you're more open to harm, I think the way um, Jim Richards put it. Mm. So that was a good movie. So it was it's just a documentary, just a one time thing, or it's a series. One time thing, but it's a good foundation to learn more. Okay. And that was FX, right? Netflix. Netflix. Okay, got you. Um recommendation really. I've been um I'm thinking. Ooh, and it's gonna be a show watching TV. Wow. There's a show that I think you're gonna like that's coming out in July. It's called Love on the Spectrum. It's going to be about um, people who are on the spectrum, autistic, and all that dating. Is it reality? Yes, and it's on Netflix. Really? Oh, yeah, you know I'm going to enjoy that. Out in July 22nd. I ran into my autistic friend the other day, and it was, like, so awkward. The one down the street? Yeah, because, like... Like we, I was coming out the store with AJ, and he was going in the store. But his mom, he was running in the store for his mom. But his mom had like double parked in front of, like she was double parked in front of my car. So like when I came out the store, I seen him. I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" Like you know, he was like, "Hey," and it took him a second because of the mask to realize who I was. But when he did, she kind of just was like, like kind of like checking to see like who is he talking to, who is he talking to type thing. And so I was like, I'll see you around. You know, it was good to see you or whatever like that or whatever. And I walked over to the car and it's her and, and the person in the car was just looking at me like, who the fuck are you to be talking to him type thing? Not like, it wasn't like a, like a, like a fuck you type thing, but it was just like a, like, how do you know him? Why, you know what I mean? Like, you know him, that type of thing. And I'm thinking of the homies. Exactly. Like, that's the homie. What you talking about? I like all of his pictures. All his pictures be from this angle. Like, all right, I like all them shits too. Double tap it. It's the homie. Sea dog, what up? <laughs> but yeah, so I think I am gonna enjoy that. I wonder if he well, I think he last time I talked to him, we had when we had an actual uh, conversation, he did say he was seeing 
somebody. Well, he said there was he had a female friend who like was helping him navigate through the he was in like life skills school or something like that. One of those type of programs to help him with like uh, general life skills and stuff. He was trying to get his license and whatnot. License, like driver's license? Yeah, not like it, it just teaches you like how to live on your own, how to function on your own, cook things like that. And then he was also trying to get his driver's license. I remember him telling me, Yeah, he's on me now, now, especially like I said, that I now that I know it's autism and I can understand. He kept it real with me one day. He was like, You know, sometimes it's like I'm getting better with conversation, and I'm getting better with talking to people, but it's just looking people in the eye is still hard for me. So if I look away, you know, don't, and I'm like, I got you. Like, and I thought that was dope too, that he was able to just put that on the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, cause you know me, I love to address Eloise the elephant. You feel what I'm saying? Put it on the table, put the bitch on the table and let's talk about her. You know what I'm saying? So that when I'm talking to you and you keep looking away, I don't feel like, nigga, do I got something in my nose? You feel what I'm saying? So I, I, I thought that was dope of him to just keep it, be honest, like, yo, you know, when you're talking to somebody, like, because, I mean, sometimes you might want to say, like, yo, I'm going to be honest with you, like, I'm looking away because your breath stink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but, yeah, I don't I don't really have any recommendations. I have now, of course, I have two of them. Do you need me to use my two for you or you got some? Why you gotta look me up and down like that? Do I need you? I brought a backup quote. Do you need it? Wow. Wow. But am I wrong? Quote these nuts. I'll tell you that. You don't have it. You wasn't gonna be prepared, so I brought you a quote. No, I had two good ones and I couldn't decide between them. I'm gonna go first because my quote is, is short. This is by a young light-skinned, dark nigga named Drizzy. Drizzy Drake, a.k.a. Aubrey, Aubrey Graham. And he said, what quote was I about to use? You know, a wise man once said nothing at all. Whew, a word. A fucking word. A word, Amari. They always said people seem so smart till they start talking. You trying to say to me? No. Oh, I was about to say, because that is a word, especially in the context of the song. He was talking about how all of the news sources is running around talking about he was hiding his kid and all of that stuff. And he said, somebody asked him, why you let them run with that news if it's false? He said, you know, a wise man once said nothing at all. Meaning let them talk. It's not your place to, to correct their story. Like, and that's sometimes seriously what you have to do. Today is one of those days where I had to just be like, you know what? I'm going to shut up. You feel what I'm saying? Because there's a lot that can be said, but some stuff just don't need to be said. So you take your story how you want to take your story. Because a wise man once said nothing at all. Get you. <laughs> uh, quote number one from Amanda Seals I had a strong mind, but not necessarily a healthy mind. Ooh, Amanda, be coming. 
That's from her book? Nope, that's from the wine down when she was talking about Tiffany's postpartum depression. Mm. That's a word. Amanda be coming with them quotes, boy. She, yeah. she, you know what? Amanda reminds me of like a female version of Pope Ra. Not necessarily in views, but in passion and how they educate themselves. Okay, I would teach you that because Pope, no offense to your man, he borders that line between trying to challenge you and kind of like talking because he's got an audience. Yeah, no, that's just how he is. That's just how he is. That's why I, if you listen to it, I just be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're not, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not, you know, if we don't agree, you go ahead and you speak. Go ahead. I'm not going to censor you. You have your words. But the way that, like, the passion behind the arguments that, like, Amanda, you see, she keeps her comments low. Because I'm pretty sure she will spend days in the comments just trying to, you know, go off. He's the same way. You know what I mean? Like, so... That's I get a lot of that now that I think about it. Cause I love Amanda Seals. I do. She be speaking some shit. And it just be like, but then sometimes she be speaking some shit. I'll be like, I don't necessarily agree with you there, Amanda. But you know, I have more times that I do see where you're coming from than I don't. So I rock with you. I just think if you don't match her level, it's hard to get her at it sometimes. Especially <laughs> the education. You say what? If you're not on her level, it's hard to get it sometimes, especially when you factor in she has a master's in, was it black history? Or? No, I, I typically get where she's coming from. I, th- I just feel like certain, like, because of my experiences, there's certain topics that she'll touch on and I'll just be like, I don't, I wouldn't have had that same reaction. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm, Okay. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, it's more times that I'm like, she got a point. My thing is this, if you can make it make sense, if you can make me understand the logic behind what you're saying or what you're thinking, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it lets me know that, okay, you really put thought into this. You're not just blowing it out your ass. Even if it's not resonating with me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's still coming from somewhere. So it's like, all right, I, I, that wasn't supposed to land with me. Just like she says, um, I'm not for everybody. It's true. Some of the things she says is not for me. But that's what everybody. Some of the things that everybody says is just not for me. Have you been working out? Huh? Have you been working out? Because your bicep look like you've been doing curls. (laughs) See, this is what I did, y'all, right? Let me get comments. Like, um, this is what I did though. My weight struggle has been real because my metabolism is very high, right? So I can literally lose like three pounds overnight, just sleep. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. So quarantine came. So most of quarantine, I just been smoking weed and eating food. So I got fat, right? Got a little bit fat. But my problem has always been it's harder to build into the body that I want because I don't have like, you know, put, now you got to get weight and you got to keep it. But everybody be telling me like, I'm like, Oh, I like how you're shaped. What did you do? And they came from being big to small. So I spent quarantine eating. You feel what I'm saying? Got all big, whatnot. Mother-in-law talking about some, you pregnant, your stomach all fat. You feel what I'm saying? But guess what? So is my butt. We done got a little bigger. Now I'm doing a cleanse. 
You feel what I'm saying? So I'm just taking a couple of days, drinking just a lot of water. I mean, I have to have my coffee, my iced coffee in the morning. So I'm drinking a lot of water or whatever. And I'm letting my body kind of reset. And in turn, it's taking away my gut that I've acquired. So now my shit is getting... Now I'm able, you feel what I'm saying? Like I got a butt to build on, you feel me? Gut coming down, you feel me? From the side, you can't even really see it. So I'm, 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 yes. And I ain't even start working out yet. No, I have not. Maybe you think you have me two weeks. Uh, I'm surprised I know this because I only see you every two weeks. You feel me? Me too. But now that you mention it, it do feel like I must have lifted something heavier the other day because it do feel tired. Maybe yesterday I looked at something and didn't realize it, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. I told you I don't. I want the booty, no elbow meat. What is elbow meat? This right here. Oh, the bat wings. Yeah, the elbow cuffs. Um, I seen this girl. She had like a boot. I was like, damn, her booty looked good. Like it just was perfect. She had on these shorts and it just was like moving like that. I was like, dang, that's what I need. I need me one of those type of booties that just clap when you walk, right? And I looked up, and then she had, like, hella elbow me. And this is, like, a woman told me once, um, an older woman when I was in my early 20s. I used to work with her, Miss Tony. Shout out to you, Miss Tony. She told me that whenever I'm working out, never skip my arms because you could tell a woman's age by her arms. And when she told me that, it, it made me start looking at people's arms. And I'm like, yeah, some of you bitches need to check them arms, bruh. So, yeah. But I ain't got the elbow cuff yet. We're gonna we're gonna keep our prayers on that. But last quote before we end for this. Oh week. yeah, we're still on quotes. I keep taking it everywhere else. I smoked a little bit before we um started because I had to adjust my attitude. And I'm gonna smoke a little bit after because I know I'm gonna need to adjust it again. That's fine. Some people find me stressful. No, not you. Oh, just your morning routine. No, I'm annoyed. I just woke up the wrong side of the bed. Excuse me. How does that, even though we're going off on a different subject, how does the weed interact with iced coffee? Does it just give you a good balance or? I don't do shit. Iced coffee, don't, the ice crawl, like, it don't, don't do shit. I just, I like coffee. So like, in the summertime, I drink iced coffee instead of hot coffee. Like, but as you can see, I'm, I haven't been, I haven't been able to like actually finish any cups of coffee. So um i guess now it's more so just habit but it don't usually like all right so if i'm if i got if i'm smoking and i'm about to get up and do something then i'll in the morning time like i'll wake and bake and then i'll have um a cup of coffee or you know a couple like half a cup of coffee i suppose but it just kind of like gives me a little extra the weed makes me tolerable and it makes me accepting of the fact that I have to get things done. And in the coffee, in my mind, because I don't, it's just, it's just coffee, because it could probably be decaf and I still have the same thought. But in my mind, the coffee helps me to actually get up and just be like, all right, well, let's do it. Because the weed says, bitch, we're going to do it. I understand we're going to do it. We're, we are going to do it. But the coffee says, all right, here, let me help you up. Makes me wish it was me because you make a good spokesperson spokesperson for marijuana thank you you're welcome and quote number two by amber riley by amber riley 
uh, what was she known for? She was in Glee. She was also in the Wiz movie, the one that was online, not online, on ABC or whatever. So quote from her is from Whitney Cummings' Good For You podcast. I want unity, but before we can get to that, we have to know what we'll be, what we're unifying. Oh, word. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a real good one. We need to know what the fuck we're putting together. I want us all to be on the right page, but hold up. What book is we in? <laughs> Which is that a bestseller? No, that's a Kindle. That's a Kindle free unlimited. No, I'm good. I want to be on that page. So with all that said, I'm Amaya Love. Wherever I look in Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and of course the website. All right, y'all. I am uh, Shonda Nicole One on Instagram. Um, also on Twitter, you can find me at my other podcast. Fuck it, I'm a mom, which is uh, awesome. Thank you, Amari, which is available everywhere that this is available because all I did was take Amari's blueprint of where he posted it and followed it. <laughs> um, you can also catch my website. I haven't really been posting much there, um, but it's still there, shondanicole.com. The dog. Um, AJ woke up? Yeah, no, she's up. She's been up. This, this is a new thing. She just set her alarm clock. She set her alarm clock to wake up at 10.30. But she was up before 10.30. But she still don't want to take a shower. So it don't matter. What does she have an alarm clock for? On her iPad. Because she she's AJ. When you read more, you literally like take on a different persona. Like Once you start reading and understanding shit, she just she's like, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to wake up in the afternoon. And I don't want to wake up when you wake me up. So I'm going to set the alarm. I mean, that's another good thing. She can read what she wants to instead of the school fees that read. Bruh, if I show you these fucking text messages, bruh, she be fucking, she be really trying to bully me. She be really trying. Besides like, rafting? Not, yo, like, she sent a message to her dad. She was at her dad's house, but her dad had stepped out, and her iPad locked, and she didn't know the password, so she texted him, um, Daddy, I need to. Can you unlock my pad, uh, my iPad? So he says, "Yeah, let me call mommy for the password." She's like, "All right." Now he said, "Give me a second. I'm gonna call mommy for the password." He ain't respond fast enough for her. She like, "Your second going now." What's the password? <laughs> she's like, she's like, who the f- who are you talking to, bruh? So yeah. Anyways. ShondaNicole.com. Fuck it. I'm a mom. ShondaNicole1. That's where you can find me. And we'll be doing this again. All right. Oh, damn. That was my phone. All right, Amari. I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.